It's 9.30 in 716. A new year and new Democratic leadership in Albany for the New York State Legislature. It is a brand new Democratic majority with brand new leadership. And you can bet changes are coming. I think a lot of the low-hanging fruit that liberals and progressives have been pushing for years, I think they're going to want to send a statement and they're going to start passing that very, very quickly. I believe the Child Victims Act will come to the floor for a vote uh, and I will be supportive of it. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716 for another year. And Happy New Year, everyone, as we kind of get back to normal and settle in. Well, it will be anything but normal in Albany for New York State lawmakers after that sweeping Democratic election surge in November that's making way for a new majority and, of course, a new agenda. Well, I think uh, among the first things they're going to do is codifying Roe v. Wade. Um, they have been trying to push that for years. Um, I think you're going to see that. Ken Lovett is Albany Bureau Chief for the New York Daily News. You're going to see voting and electoral reforms. You're going to see, uh, I think you'll see a passage of additional gun control laws. So I, it, I, I, I do believe you're going to see a dizzying amount of uh, legislation passed in July and February in a way we have not seen Ken, it's the governor's third term. Now, third terms have been pretty much curses, haven't they, for previous governors? It has not been good. Not for Mario Cuomo, his father, not for George Pataki. It's been bad for New York City mayors as well, and Mike Bloomberg and Ed Koch. Um, you know, the governor is going to try to avoid that third-term curse. And I think uh, in a lot of ways... He's got a personality that at least he has a shot. He's a type A personality. He's not someone who is going to just sit around and rest on his laurels. So I think he's going to try to avoid that. But already you're seeing that the legislature, even though it's controlled by his fellow Democrats, they're feeling ornery. They're taking shots at him. Uh, You know, third terms, the public starts getting a little more tired of you. So it's going to be interesting to see how he proceeds. You would think of it as a slam dunk because it's uh, Democrats controlling uh, the legislature, the governor's office. But we saw this maybe a little bit at Capitol Hill, that even though everything can be controlled by one party, that doesn't mean everyone always gets along. And we're seeing that in New Jersey, where it's all controlled by the Democrats, and the new governor, Phil Murphy, who's much more progressive, is uh, is having trouble getting a lot of his things passed. Look, not every Democrat, not every Republican is born equal in terms of how they view things. And uh, I think there's going to be a push and pull. There's a lot of progressives who want uh, a lot of liberal initiatives. There's uh, a number of uh, Democrats, especially in the state Senate, who come from outside New York City who want to be a little more conservative. The governor has always been more of a centrist, so you know, progressively social, but uh, fiscally conservative. So that's going to be the push and pull. That's going to be where the fights are. You know, early voting has been talked about as a priority in the state legislature in this coming session. I see this morning you're reporting on something called automatic voter registration. What is that? Yeah, there's a group that's pushing it. The governor says he supports it. The legislative Democrats say they support it. So not just early voting where you go to the polls before you know, before the actual election day, and not just mail-in voting, but what automatic voter registration would do is when, you, when someone who's not registered goes to before a state agency, you go to register at Department of Motor Vehicles or you register for Medicaid, 
you would automatically they would send your information to the board of elections and they would register you as as a uh, as a voter unless you specifically fill out a form saying i don't want to be a registered voter Looking at uh, some of these issues the governor brought up yesterday, um, of course, recreational marijuana, one of those uh, top of mind things for a lot of people that we've been hearing about for the past year. Is it possible that because of the financial implications that could be worked into this year's budget? Oh, I think it's likely. Um, you know, the question is probably less will it be uh, passed as part of the budget and more how in terms of what the details will be, ages, where the money goes, uh, restrictions, all that kind of who can sell it, who can't sell it, can you grow it at home? Those are the questions that they're going to have to come up with. Governor has a panel that's looking into that, and they'll have to negotiate it with uh, the legislature. But I, I would assume or I would expect that it will be part of the budget. How ambitious will this legislature be? Do you expect, as some have said before, to to watch the floodgates start opening later this month? I do. I think we're going to see, you know, normally things don't happen until the budget and then later in the, you know, toward the end of the legislative session. I think a lot of the low-hanging fruit that liberals and progressives have been pushing for years that were blocked in the Republican Senate, I think they're going to want to send a statement and they're going to start passing that uh, you know, the easier stuff to get done very, very quickly to show that it's a different day. Don't forget, when the Democrats last controlled state government in 2009 and 10, it was chaotic, nothing got done, and it just wasn't good. They want to show that they can govern effectively, and they want to pass the stuff they've been waiting years to pass. Uh, Long term, I think you'll see some issues between the governor and the legislature. The legislature is looking to be more independent, exert that independence. But I think short term, they'll get a lot done. How quickly is very quickly? Because I know uh, Albany time and everyone else's time kind of runs a little bit differently. I think in January they'll start passing stuff. I think you'll see... The Reproductive Health Act, which would strengthen the state's abortion laws, I think that'll pass in January. I think there'll be other things that pass in January and February, even before the budget. And then a lot of this stuff will get tucked into the budget. So, you know, the governor has said it's a 100-day agenda, uh, so that will take you through March, and that's when the budget is due at the end of March, but by April 1. Both sides of the local Western New York legislature delegation are prepared for changes in Albany. It is a brand new Democratic majority with brand new leadership. Including Democratic Senator Tim Kennedy. We have a historic new leader as majority leader, Andrea Stewart-Cousins, the first woman to ever serve as majority leader in the history of the state, the first African-American female ever to serve as majority leader in the history of the state. So uh, we are really excited about the opportunity that is presented to us here as a Democratic majority, to drive the state in a positive direction. We've heard, uh, whether it's recreational marijuana, whether it's a Child Victims Act, uh, codifying uh, Roe v. Wade in the state, uh, a lot of different priorities uh, from the governor. Of all these things that we've heard the governor say over the past couple of weeks, what are some uh, one or two of the issues you expect to be tackled first when you guys return next week? Well, I I certainly believe that uh, the Child Victims Act is something that has been languishing for years and years, and it's time for justice to finally be served for these individuals that have been abused as children uh, to finally hold their abusers accountable. So the Child Victims Act is uh, front and center on our minds 
you know, ensuring that we're growing the economy and growing jobs in Western New York, across upstate, and, and across the entire state is certainly important for our conference, as well as making sure that the next generation of New Yorkers has the best education and opportunities to succeed. So ensuring that uh, our kids have the right investment in their education is a major priority of ours out of the gate as well. Tim, you've been named the next chair of the Senate Transportation Committee. How can that assignment help Buffalo here? I mean, we know that a lot of transportation dollars head down to the MTA in New York City. Can you see that some of that money comes upstate? Yes, I got to tell you, I'm I'm really excited about the opportunity to be chairman of transportation in the state Senate. It's something that I asked for, uh, something that I've been fighting for, and I've been a part of the Transportation Committee uh, for the last eight years that I've been in the Senate. Before that, I worked on it when I was in the Erie County Legislature. We have many transportation issues that have to be dealt with in upstate in particular and in western New York in particular. When you think about our roads and our bridges and our aging infrastructure and the difficult weather that we have to deal with every single year that really takes a toll on these uh, roads and our infrastructure, not to mention uh, the public transportation that we have especially in the city of Buffalo, the city of Niagara Falls, you know, the NFTA, making sure that we have the proper amount of resources uh, to our public transportation and expanding our public transportation. Uh, these are issues that, again, uh, under leadership that has been driven by downstate, under uh, Long Island leadership with the Republicans in the majority, haven't been dealt with appropriately, especially as it pertains to uh, our city limits and, and uh, the downtown corridor. So, we're looking forward to really addressing these issues that will be generational uh, in their impact. Looking at how quickly some of these things can get done, we hear uh, that you know things can move very quickly, but we know Albany time is a little bit different than uh, the rest of our time. Uh, when will some of these things start to be voted on and passed uh, out there? Well, yeah, I can tell you we, we are going to be looking as a Democratic majority to uh, set an agenda that's very aggressive but very positive for the people of the state of New York. And, and there are many items that really, again, have, have languished, have uh, not gotten done despite an extraordinary level of public support. When you talk about um, ethics reform and voter reform, um, child care issues, uh, that have to be addressed to help to ensure individuals have the ability to go to work uh, and, and have their children taken care of um, appropriately, that they can afford to go to work, uh, protecting our environment, uh, you know, and, and standing up for our seniors and our veterans, uh, holding the line on taxes, uh, uh, and putting in place uh, property tax relief for seniors. Uh, th- these are issues that, out of the gate, we want to make sure that we are addressing for all of the people of the state of New York. Meanwhile, over on the other side of the aisle... We're going up there to do the people's work, and I'll find a way to do it in the majority or in the minority. Republican Senator Chris Jacobs. We will not determine the agenda in terms of legislation. Uh, I'll tell you what I would focus on. I'd focus on uh, 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 something that came up recently in terms of data showing that New York State is losing more population than any, uh, at a greater pace than any uh, state in the nation. And uh, uh, if that's not a crisis, I don't know what is. Uh, this is something that's been happening for decades, but it's getting worse, and it's getting worse in, 
areas around us in upstate and central New York. And uh, I, I don't think that there's enough focus on why are so many people fleeing this state. And uh, the answer uh, that the governor had that it's the weather is just uh, not not the case. Uh, there's many states uh, with weather like ours uh, that are thriving. Uh, we have to figure out why people are leaving. Uh, this is a crisis. The census is coming up. Uh, we could lose representation. Uh, we will lose representation in terms of con- congressional reputation, uh, representation, but we'll lose more if we continue to lose this population. We have to right the ship, and I think that should be a major focus this year. Well, how can the legislature change that? Well, I think we have to look at uh, and do a deep analysis on what are other states doing right and what are we doing wrong. I think it's going to, we should do that analysis. I think it's going to come to the basic dollars and cents issues that it's a lot more expensive to live here. It's a lot more expensive uh, to start a business here or own a business here. Uh, we have to, you know, we have to do things better and we have to make it more affordable uh, to exist in New York State. And uh, and that has not been addressed. That has not been a really serious focus uh, up in Albany. And that was one reason I ran. Is there anything you hear from the governor or other Democrats as far as uh, some of those priorities? They lay out a, a Child Victims Act, uh, legalization of marijuana that you think um, Republicans kind of have an appetite for that might get pushed through easier than others? I, I think that in you know here in Western New York, uh, we have seen so many articles in, in terms of the Child Victims Act and, and the sexual abuse that has uh, really uh, rocked this community and. Uh, I believe the Child Victims Act will come to the floor for a vote, uh, and I will be supportive of it. Uh, I think I would hope that there's some changes, uh, alterations to it. Uh, uh, for instance, if, you know, we are making a major change in terms of a legal precedent in terms of what this would do would, uh, would eliminate the statute of limitations that somebody could sue uh, for something that happened 50 years ago. Uh, if we're going to do that because we think of how egregious these crimes were, and I'm going to be supportive, I think that the majority of those dollars have to go to the victims. And uh, what I'm seeing right now is these attorneys representing the victims are taking over 30% of the take on, on what these uh, compensation amounts are. And I think there should be a cap on that, uh, 10 to 15% at the most. Uh, I want the majority of these dollars to go to these victims. And so that's something I'm going to fight for. But I believe the Child Victims Act will be one of the first things that uh, comes up. And I, I think it should uh, it should be voted on and approved. What about uh, recreational marijuana? I, I'm, I'm kind of a, a take-it-slow approach on this, uh, that uh, we need more information uh, before we make a, uh, a, a good decision here. I, I, you know, I look at, is this going to make us safer as a community? healthier community is stronger. I don't have sufficient answers at this point in time. I look at states like Colorado that have passed it. I see alarming statistics, uh, 80% increase in emergency room hospitalizations, 70% increase in driver fatalities uh, affiliated with uh, marijuana, increased youth uh, engagement with marijuana, which we know does uh, serious brain harm. So uh, just because uh, there's you know other states around us that have jumped into it doesn't mean that we have to jump immediately this year. That the argument that everybody else is doing it is just not enough for me to look at this. And uh, I know there's a lot of pressure in terms of there's a lot of money to be made on this, and uh, the money's flowing in terms of Albany to the lobbyists. But I think we should do our due diligence and, and do right what is the long term. So I think we should take our time on this, and it shouldn't be something we feel compelled 
that have to happen right away. Uh, there's just not been a lot of real, real study on this issue, and uh, I just want to make sure it doesn't do long-term harm to our community. Do you think your colleagues uh, share the same take-it-slow approach that you do? I, I would imagine uh, we don't always vote in a block, and I would imagine there's some uh, more that uh, would take the argument that uh, that it should just happen, uh, that, you know, Massachusetts has now uh, passed it, uh, and Canada has passed it. But uh, my view is, you know, is it going to kill us to take a year or two and observe what's going on there? What happens there uh, when, when that becomes legal? You know, we just legalized medical marijuana just recently. It's really starting to only get into the marketplace now. And I think that medical marijuana has a lot of uh, beneficial uh, in terms of uh, benefits to our community. But that's in, in terms of being prescribed with a physician. This is much different. And uh, I, I just think that uh, uh, it, would, it would serve us well to just go a little slow and not feel that we have to do it right away just because someone else did. Jacobs also asked by Susan if he's pondering a run for Erie County Executive facing off against Democratic incumbent Mark Polencars in 2019. He didn't say no. He said for now he's focusing on the birth of his first child as a priority. So stay tuned. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo.